Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmac Cross Credit Union, where a student loan can help you finance your further education. Call to Cartmac Cross Credit Union on Neil Street or cartmaccrosscu.ie. The late lunch with Blackstone Motors, the Renault Selection used car event is now on. If you want to save thousands, check out this month's offers, including low APR finance, two years warranty, and roadside assistance. Terms and conditions apply. You're very welcome to Friday afternoon's late lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of chat and interesting guests to come over the next few hours for you. And I will remind you straight away: get over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, will you? Tomorrow's Record Store Day, and we have one independent record store in the northeast. It's Classified Records in Dundalk. I've been down there today to have a chat with Neil. And he's given me a beautiful release tomorrow. It's only been released tomorrow. Santana's original album. They played at Woodstock. It's their first ever. The original is being redigitalized, mastered. You name it. And we have one to give away. Check out LMFM Facebook page now or Instagram and answer the week question there. And that collector's item could be yours. First up today, it's one of our regulars, and I'm always delighted when she pops in for a chat with us. Yes, it is the time of the year when everyone's starting to feel excited and planning the holidays and the breaks. Of course, it's Sandra. Finnegan from Globe Travel. Sandra, good to see you again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thank Great to be here. Thank you for joining me. Just a few small matters before we get into the meat of our chat today. It, since you've been here last, fly BMI gone, jet airways from India, it seems, in recent days, teetering as well. Just in general terms for people with bookings, when things like that happened, uh, insurance, it's there to cover? Okay, insurance actually doesn't cover you in a situation like right, that. Right, so okay. Be very careful. So obviously... If you've bought a package through a travel agency or a tour operator, yes, you are covered. If you bought a flight yourself and depending on how you purchased it, if you purchase with a debit card, you probably have no insurance at all. If you purchase with a credit card, then you've got credit card protection on your insurance. So you have to be careful with that. Uh, And in some cases, your travel insurance will not cover you for a company going into liquidation. Yeah, so becoming insolvent. The thing is, true, an agent, yes, you're covered there. Absolutely. And the key one, now there's an interesting one, use your credit card in those circumstances. A credit card will have uh, consumer protection on them, so that will cover you. Mm, because uh, these were two busy little, busy airline fly BMI, I know Jet Air is, is a big one as well, so a lot of people are going to be affected. The Boeing 737 MAX, I know we touched on it the last day you were here. Just an update on that. They're grounded and will be grounded. They're grounded, they will be grounded and there's no sign of them in the foreseeable future being airborne again. It's causing a huge shortage worldwide of aircraft. We can see airlines, for example, Norwegian Airlines, cutting back capacity. They've cancelled their flights out of Cork on some departures and they're busing the people to Dublin. Uh, The services from Dublin to uh, the US East Coast, that has been reduced. Um, Ryanair have reduced some of their flights to certain destinations. For example, like next weekend to Malaga, they've cancelled about four flights uh, over the Easter holidays because they just don't have the aircraft to cover capacity. And that's going to be a knock-on effect throughout the summer. 
And obviously, Ryanair are the Boeing uh, flyers because that, that that is their fleet, Boeing, and they've Boeing ordered a lot fleet. of these new yeah, ones as ordered, well. they've ordered, I think it was at 100 um, MAX aircraft. They can buy them, Jerry, but they won't be flying them because the aviation regulator have put a ban on the aircraft until it's considered airborne and safe to fly and until... Um, you know they make the adjustments to these aircraft I'm not mechanical I'm not technical but I can tell you that there is a huge shortage of aircraft out there and we can see the knock-on effects with all the airlines here's a question that somebody said to me I can't recall who it was you know say they do come into service well I presume they will when they're fully cleared and this is fixed this issue with them have you any a choice as a tra- as a person travelling to say I don't want to fly on that particular Boeing type okay. of plane with Ryanair on their booking facility and their booking engine they don't show you the type of aircraft mm. they're operating um, most of the carriers um, it won't show you on, in some cases on the Aer Lingus website it will tell you the type of aircraft they're operating uh, or this, the type of software that we use ourselves we can tell you exactly the aircraft, the seating configuration, the whole thing about the aircraft when you make your reservation. That's not saying on the day, Jerry, you've got to change. You know, if, if an aircraft goes technical, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I've been on a flight where I've got bummed off. I've paid for maybe exit seats and all the rest. Change of aircraft on the day and you get a voucher to use again. Mm. So what we will see ultimately is the safety of this aircraft being passed and rigorously examined by the aviation authorities Absolutely. before. But an airline like Ryanair are not going to put their, you know, their reputation on no. the line for Boeing. Yeah, OK. Um, you wanted to talk today uh, here about travelling when you are in your senior years, if you're disabled or you're somebody with special needs. OK, um, the amount of families now who have children with special needs whether it be wheelchair, autism, Down syndrome. There's lots of issues out there. It can even be as simple as a nut allergy. It can be people with a sleep apnea. There's all sorts of issues out there and it does cause trouble, uh, difficulties for families. But don't let it stop you getting a family holiday because, you know, we've realised over the last four or five years and we've, you know, stockpiled information of where we can put people in the right direction. You know, lighting, sound with children with autism is so, so important. Autistic children love flying. Mm. They're at their happiest. They're so relaxed and absolutely no issue. And can we just say to passengers who are beside them, it's tough for those parents out there. Be a little bit sympathetic. Mm. You know, if a child kicks its seat, it's not doing it intentionally. There is bold children and you have to make allowances for them. Autistic children are not bold. Yeah. They're special. So you want to say to people who might be putting off or saying, look, it's too much hassle. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult enough to travel if you're able-bodied and everything right with you. You're saying today, Absolutely. no. Absolutely. You know yourself, Jerry. You know, you go out the door in the morning and you could slip and you could, mm. you know, mm. twist your ankle. But you still want to go on that holiday. Yeah. So we can book you the wheelchair, you know, at Dublin Airport to get you through because it's a long L haul from A to B and it's just travel made simple. And I saw that myself, as you know, from personal experience (laughs) with my wife a couple of years ago and I couldn't believe how good uh, they were in looking after you. Absolutely, is everything. Yes. And even like a simple thing like a nut allergy, the amount of children, we let the airlines know in advance and you will probably, from your own travel experiences, you know, when you get on a flight, you'll say, listen can people please not use nut products because there's a child on board and this nut is this, it you know travels in the air and it can make a child very very sick yeah
Okay, so that's the message today. Don't let it put you off. Uh, talk to your local travel agent and they'll sort it out for you. One last thing. Uh, th- this is the last time I'm going to say this. I'll say Brexit, that word again. Oh, and we've touched Jerry, on- <laughs> Jerry, we're on a Brexit <laughs> break, please. I know you said to me, don't yeah. mention it today. But look, it's looking like the Parliament in Britain have voted now that they're not leaving without a deal. There's not going to be a no deal. Is that consolation to you people? Absolutely, Jerry. Things have been very much on pause for mm. the last six to eight weeks because people didn't know. People were saying, oh God, I'm not taking that flight through the UK. I don't want to be stuck in security. I don't want long queues and all the rest. And we couldn't give them the answers, Jerry, because their own government or our government couldn't give them the answers. So thanks be to God, we got a kick, you know, kickstart again in the last sort of 24 hours. Yeah. And as whether the UK parked the problem until October or not, but hopefully it'll make the, tra- the summer travel much simpler. Yeah, so people were holding back. People and were holding back and they were nervous mm. and people were in industries where they didn't know whether their jobs were secure. Yeah. So Okay, so they're not going to leave without a deal, it seems, and that's in law in England at this stage. Uh, let's move on. What have you in terms of offers for us? Something to whet the appetite okay, this Friday well, afternoon. The Easter Bunny is nearly here, yes. Jerry, and there's still a bit of availability there. And uh, Next weekend, Croatia, there's a week on offer there for seven nights, flights, transfers, bags for four ninety nine. So that's, it's really, it's really nice, and, yeah. and that's that's a last minute, that's and you can get that. That is available. Still there, and, and it's you going love out on Easter Croatia. Sunday. Absolutely beautiful. And Sarah Jane is a specialist. In yes, the you have indeed. Times, uh, and if you can't make it, and then the next sort of bank holiday is coming up is May, May. and that'll be with us very so quickly. So it's only sort of three weeks away, and there's some good deals there starting at three ninety nine, Jerry for the likes of Sicily and Portugal for that weekend, 399. Okay, and those are available right now because it'll fly in from Easter to the next bank holiday and people looking at that, there is still availability there. Here's a question for you. Can Sandra, uh, can you ask Sandra, Jerry, about a city break in Europe in July or August for two adults and two children, eight, ten years of age? Where would you recommend? You know, eight and ten-year-olds, Europe, a city, July, August? Any of the cities, Jerry's, have so much to offer. Um, you know, a short hop, obviously, Paris, if you're taking Paris in and doing a couple of nights in the city, you can go off and do Euro Disney as a day trip ticket. Which would be lovely for that age great, group you know, there, wouldn't and it? You can, we, can, we can supply you with the day trip ticket as well if you don't want to go to the expense of buying a whole Disney package. Um, so that's certainly an option. Uh, nice is a beautiful city for taking the train along the French Riviera along there. You're in Monte Carlo for two, two euros 20 and it takes 20 minutes away. So you're getting the little principality in there as well. There's about three flights a day to Nice. Very good value for money and accommodation is not expensive. Okay. And you're getting, you've got the beach as well. So, you know, you so can take... So there's two that come to your mind you know, immediately. You can take yeah. them straight off, no problem at all. Okay, and I know this person asked about a cost and give Sandra a shout and she'll work it out with you. Absolutely. With you it's just hard to know the dates. Yes, you know? and yeah. with the dates and that as well. But there's two good suggestions for you, and that Euro Disney tie-in is a great one with eight. I say it again for eight or, or ten-year-olds. Uh, anything else you have to talk to us about? Actually, come back to that family as well, Jerry. If they want to even look at the UK, come back to our UK. They can do Legoland and Harry Potter World, which is great with the kids, and do a couple of days in London, do the sights. So there's everything there for you. Oh, London! What a magical city! My God, you'd need a couple of lifetimes to get round everything that's an offer there and loads interesting there as well uh, looking forward to the summer and, and the summer holidays is that more or less sorted for people now you know what I mean the packages to the sun in Spain No I, I think we got a little bit spoiled last summer with the fantastic weather we have and people are holding we're holding back but now in the last two weeks they're starting to kick in again 
everybody around this area is basing their holidays around the Fla. So I think oh, there's yes. nobody going to be away from the 13th to the 20th. Of so August. Of August. Everyone is for staying home. Of the dates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, certainly I think all our locals and the amount of emails that we've got for people, you know, who want to come into the country for that is just unbelievable after last year. No, there's still plenty of availability there. The campsite's still a lot of availability and um there's no problem there Jerry. for this yeah. year yeah. if you want to ask Sandra a question 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text as soon as you can there's another one there talking about sun holidays Jerry, and families which resort in Spain above all else would Sandra recommend for a family holiday sunshine Spain summertime where number okay. one South of Spain, Bella Medina, Fungarola, two and a half hour flight, 15 minute transfer from the airport. Um, you know, you're 20 minutes from Marbella, you're half an hour from Malaga City, one of the most beautiful cities, something there for everybody. Great beaches, great restaurants, nice accommodation and value for money. And they're doing it years, aren't they? They oh, know how to and put on that Tivoli experience. World, you've got the water park, you've got everything. Once the kids are happy, the parents are happy. Let's skip on to our featured city today and Sandra has selected Toronto in Canada, Ontario. It's on the East Coast, on yes? On the East Coast and, and at nearly at one stage, nearly our closest neighbour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and the amount of flights, Jerry, going into it is just, you know, it it's just telling you the volume of traffic that's crossing the Atlantic into Canada. Uh, we've got Aer Lingus, we've Air Canada, we've WestJet and we've Air Transat. Four carriers travelling that route. And in some days a week, we have like up to six flights a day into Toronto. My, so we're really well connected from yeah. Dublin. What length is the flight? Flying time is six and a half hours. OK, and I just saw they're five hours behind us. So five they're like hours, the east coast so, yeah. of America. Exactly, same yeah. as New York. Same, same time zone yeah. there. Now, it's a big city, this. There's 2.7 million 2. people 7 live here. 2.7 on Lake Ontario yeah. and something for everybody. Like people were saying to me, oh God, would you take it as a family holiday? Absolutely. You've got Legoland, you've got the zoo, you've got Niagara Falls, you've got Ripley World, you've got the uh, aquatic centre. There's something there for everybody. You've, and then for the sports enthusiasts, they've become big in soccer now as mm. well. You've got the ice hockey, you've got basketball. There's something for everybody there. And also you can do as a twin centre, Jerry. maybe combine it with Montreal, which also has two direct flights from Montreal to Dublin with Air Canada and Aer Lingus. So you, and there is only a five hour drive in between the two or a train journey, which would be beautiful between the two. And it's Canadian dollar you're talking Canadian about there dollar, yeah, yeah. on the, current, the yeah. currency exchange. What about Niagara Falls? Have you ever been there? I haven't been, Jerry. Neither there have I, but it, it's such a... The girls know. in the office love it and they always say if you're going to uh, Niagara Falls, go on the Canadian side rather than the US side. It's, um, it's not as commercialised and much more back to nature. Nigel's just been on, he's listening to you and he's saying he wants to also remind people uh, today that uh, to put their small makeup and liquids into the plastic bags before going to the airport, it's a huge help with security. Absolutely, well you just, you, your product won't get through, it ends up in the bin. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you, you have to have 50ml bottles in clear bags. Uh, Toronto, the tower there, the CN Tower. CN it's a landmark, tower. isn't it? Landmark in the city? tower, yeah, absolutely. Nightlife, restaurants, uh, shopping, and the amount of Irish people who are now working in Toronto, the amount of people we have coming to visit, and the airfares are great value. Hotel prices in Toronto are relatively low in relation to like New York or Boston or Chicago. So definitely great value. One for money. to look at. Time of year. 
Um, I would say foliage time, Jerry, would, for me, <laughs> would be September, October. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. the temperatures in September just and into perfect. October. Are just yeah. perfect for it, aren't Your they? Your type of temperatures, Yeah, Jerry. they are. My and, you can, and you can do the fishing as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Those summer temperatures, oh my God, it really does peak, I have to say, in yeah. Toronto. July time, it is hot there. Absolutely, That is Very for sure. Hot. But you'd highly recommend it. Highly same. recommend it and super value for money. Super value for money. Sandra, we leave it there today. Give her a shout. You can check them out. Globetravel.ie is the website or if you want to give the girls a call there 041 983 and they'd be delighted to talk to you. Until the next time, Sandra Finnegan, thank you so much. Thanks, Jerry. Got me Stevie Wonder tickets. Hey. <laughs> How'd you manage that? Oh, Didn't see you leaving the thanks, office Thanks, Joe. Well? Thanks, Joe. Love you, Joe. Joe and Navin. Thanks a million. He came up trumps for me yet again. I really do appreciate it. I, I, as I said to you, Louise, of international artists, I've seen all the ones I love, but not him. And oh. I've always loved his music. And I really am thrilled to get the tickets for the 9th of July. I don't know whether they put on an extra date, but 9th of July is a Tuesday anyway. He's in the three arena Tuesday, in Dublin. Are they sold out? Oh, I, oh, well, I take it I they are, yeah, there. with the pre-sales and what happened today. But anyway, I'm going to see Stevie. I'm really looking forward to, to listening to him to his wonderful music as well. And hey, what about you? Louise WhatsApped me a picture last yeah. night. She says, I'm off. I said, I can smell you from here. <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with that at all. She was off running. Yeah, She's away, I did you're say away I in your would. 5K, yes. Yeah, well, I did promise you I would try it. So last night I finally, all the excuses went out the window and... Um, I, I started. Right. I started according to the book. I um, Mary, I have to do yes. two minutes walk and then one minute jog. Yeah. How did um, you find it? Well, when you say run, jog. Um, well, I had my three year old with me last night because okay. I was at the hurling pitch in Bewley <laughs> and um, he was running faster than I was jogging. Put it that way. And he's only little legs. Well, I have much longer, but like... Ah, Louise, come on. We'll do made, it. No, you made the start. I, You're yeah, going to do it. I got out there. This and is a big transition for you to do this. And that's in front of our interview with... What was her name, the lady? She so came in with us. Mary, wasn't it? Yeah, Mary came in to talk Ten. about our book on running. Yes. And uh, Louise said, I'd love to get back again. And I said, why don't you do it? Should I just put I've Louise never ran a day in, in my life. She hasn't. And she's going to do a 5K and we'll keep you informed on that one as we go through yeah. the year. But you're away. You're off now. And, off. and that is the main thing. It is record store day tomorrow. And uh, I popped along to Classified Records in the dock and met Neil Waters. And we're going to be talking to him on the show straight after news and weather at two o'clock. And don't forget to check out Facebook and Instagram. We have Santana's original first album. It's re-released tomorrow for Record Store Day and we have a copy to give away. Facebook, Great Instagram, price. LMFM. It's a lovely prize. Helena has the album there. It really is a collector's item and it's released. Uh, Neil has given it to us to he- ahead of Record Day tomorrow. Go in there and answer a simple question and you could win that album uh, with us on LMFM this afternoon. It's Record Store Day tomorrow, Saturday, and I've arrived in the only independent record store in the North East. I'm on the domain in Dundalk, and I'm in Classified Records, and Neil Waters is behind the counter, and I'm at the counter as well. Can I say first thing, did you set that up there? Look at Miss Kylie Minogue. What's that? Is that an EP or an album there? That's an old Kylie Minogue 12-inch single, Ah. an original, I think. You know, they don't repress um, singles. So that's one that would have come out in, 
What, the mid-80s, late-80s? <laughs> Neil, yeah. you didn't do this on purpose, did you? Did no. you know that I'm a mad Kylie fan? I had no idea. And, um, you know, at the price that's on it, a couple of quid, I think we can uh, give that to you on travel expenses today, Jerry. <laughs> ah, Neil, you're very kind. Listen, I'm delighted to be in the store with you this year. We've talked each year on Record Store Day. How important is this day for you at Classified? Yeah, it's a big day. It's a big day for anybody involved in the record community. Um, we're very uh, happy and you know, flattered and sort of honoured to be part of the whole thing. Um, it's been very exciting. It's the fourth year we've done it. And um, like any self-respecting little indie record shop, it's lovely to be involved. Uh, the records aren't, um, you know, they're sort of rare, but they're not cheap. And they're sort of one-offs for the day. Uh, it might only be a couple of quid more than normal. But it's kind of worth the buzz. You know, a lot of this is hype. Uh, like any new release on any new album, you only get one go at hyping it on the week of release. So it's a bit like that. It sort of falls into a lot of formats, and yet it's very unique because you think every week there could be 10 new albums out. Okay, so that's 500 new records a year, roughly. This is a one-off day. This is a day where you get limited edition colour discs uh, with you know limited prints on them. And you know if you're only a sort of lukewarm record collector, you can get excited about it too. But for people who are a wee bit more obsessive or compulsive, it's quite an exciting day. And as I said, even for your average record collector, we're delighted to have records for everybody because there's a broad mix of artists represented. Today is Friday and this evening you'll close up and you have a lot of work to do when you close today for tomorrow morning because these are exclusive, as you mentioned. They're just being released and they won't be seen or seen the light of day until Saturday morning. That's right. The records are, the, are embargoed till tomorrow morning. That's part of the charm of the occasion. So we open early tomorrow at nine o'clock. It's a kind of free-for-all then when we open. I noticed some shops in Dublin have a policy of one item per customer. I don't uh, apply that in here. I don't believe that's necessary here. It's, uh, I think we can have a free-for-all in our smaller, commu- smaller pond, our smaller community, and not have to make people only buy one record. I'm happy people come to the shop, so buy as much as you like, I think, without sounding cynical. But there are, would be people outside the door with their coffees from maybe half eight in the morning, which is a lovely novel. I'm glad to say it's once-in-a-year a occasion, but it's still nice nonetheless. Mm. I'm sure people are walking past the shop at that time in the morning wondering what's exactly going on. Um, but it is just one day in the year. It's a little bit earlier this year because of Easter, the way it's falling. It's usually the third Saturday in, in April. But yeah, we're, we're ready to go, I think. We have a lot of work to do this evening, getting uh, records priced and, and out and on the shelves so that when we hit here tomorrow morning, we're set and ready to go. I'd imagine we'll be do, set up a little coffee dock here as well and have some uh, light refreshments and a few snacks for our customers too. So it's record store day tomorrow. Classified, it's the only one I mentioned again in the northeast. Get down here early, nine o'clock the doors open, and there will be a queue. There's people come here every year since Neil got involved in this four years ago. Give us a feel for a couple of the artists that uh, will be released and specials for them tomorrow. Yeah, there's a big list, uh, and it got uh, released a couple of months ago. And what you have to do is scan through that and, and say there's 
five or seven hundred releases. You've you got to look and, and find out what do people want and what can we sell. This year, we're sort of focusing on a lot of compilations, a lot of what we call various artist stuff. So soundtracks that were pre- previously uh, unavailable um, that may have been released on a one-off uh, occasion back in the 70s. I'm thinking of a, there's a lovely record out on Decca Records, which is now owned by Universal. Decca would be in a, an old label. Uh, which would have been the Rolling Stones label, and they did a lot of mod and psych music from the late 60s, early 70s. And there's a lovely compilation out on that, a double disc with nearly 28 songs on it, uh, with lovely artwork inside. And that's a real collector's item, because that's just not been available. Unless you'd have bought one then in 1970, that wouldn't be around now. So there's quite a lot of that. There's, without giving too much away, which I'm obviously not allowed to do, there might be a Knight Rider limited edition double disc um, collector's item soundtrack from the, the the show in the 80s with David Hasselhoff I know that show was a cult following I can, I'm old enough to remember watching that myself on a Saturday evening in front of the fire and just having a quick look at the track listing on it there's an extra disc in there with excerpts from the show so hmm, even for myself from a DJing point of view I might be interested in that one in terms of sampling it and that's just a thing that's never been available before. I, I had a look and that record might have been released in 1986 and bang, gone, never seen again. So there's two examples um, of, of some of the stuff that we may be getting. Um, as I said, there's some lovely soundtracks. There's some lovely music from New Orleans and New York, Texas, kind of compilations of soul and funk and jazz. Uh, there's possibly some U2 and, and The Police and there's a Rolling Stones record maybe coming as well. A big range. Um, we maybe bought off eight or ten different suppliers across the UK and Europe, one in America. So the range is, is quite broad, and I think that's important. I, th- I just try and impress people when they come in tomorrow morning with our selections. Besides what you'll have tomorrow on uh, Record Store Day, lots of choice here in Classified. Yeah, we've uh, second-hand section is always an important part of any record shop, and you know we have uh, at least twelve different genres represented in our second-hand section. So that's a big, you know, and we're always topping up on new records. I think that Kylie Minogue record you've spotted came in recently as part of a, a collection I bought. And there might have been Wolf Tones and Dubliners records in there and a few maybe James Last records, but all in the middle of it was a Kylie Minogue 12. And so your guess is good as mine where it really came from. It looks like it has a virgin sticker on it from Ormond Key in Dublin all those years ago. I remember shopping in there. But, yeah, the second-hand section is good because it keeps the shop fresh. Um, we don't go buying new records just every week, obviously every couple of weeks, but second-hand stuff can come in. Someone can walk in the door with a pile of stuff, and if it's in good condition and, you know, we have enough money in the till, we'll, we'll do a deal on the spot there because, you know... Uh, if you're moving on something, it means less to you than it does to me. And simple economics di- dictate that, you know, your rubbish might be my treasure and vice versa. Uh, it might take me two months to sell that Kenny Minogue record if you weren't here today. But, um, yeah, the secondhand stuff's a great mover for us. And it's lovely seeing old stuff come in. Personally, I even the record we're playing there is an original Pink Floyd. I wouldn't want a remastered reissue of that it's lovely to have an old original in good condition because they just have a story you know something like that i mean even a record i was playing the other day rumors by fleetwood mac one of the most famous albums in the world and 
uh, Fleetwood Mac were a blues band first and then it became quite a cheesy 80s band but Rumours is a sort of perfect creamy middle there and I think I have an original one I googled it, I checked the Matrix numbers thinking it might be worth something but because it was made in so, many quant- in so, so much quantity it's not worth 20 quid but it's still lovely to have an original uh, whatever year it is will it be 78 or 75, I'm not sure um, yeah, so it's lovely to have old records and you sort of in in anyone's record collection you've new record section and you've old just like in a shop Mm. so i'm finding even some customers in here only buy new and some only buy old and then some like both so there are different sides of the coin and 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 the same flip you know and the singles market's a slightly different thing today in that it doesn't really exist we don't have top of the pops anymore you don't have a singles chart the way have with such emphasis like it used to be, almost like a league table. That's gone now. Um, so uh, those 12 inches and 7 inches are kind of slow sellers, and they're more for your seasoned veteran um, record collector. Uh, the youngsters today are coming in and looking at those and going, what are those wee ones all about? You know, And that's a lovely sort of innocent way to look at it because they don't come from an era where we said to each other, are you a singles or an albums person? You remember that phrase? It doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore. It really doesn't. And I understand the reasoning in that. If well, Why would you buy a 12-inch with two songs on it for 12 quid when you can buy an album with 10-plus songs on it for 25 quid? Makes sense. You know, so I think singles are for just collectors now at this stage. I want to say it again, and I've said it many times on Late Lunch, it is important that we support people like Neil Waters and Classified Records because there's no point in crying over spilt milk when it's gone because when it's gone, it's gone. That's the basic message. Anyway, I want to thank you, Neil, for inviting me down today. I am going to purchase that Kylie 12-inch because... Oh, I see her on the cover there. It's just made my day. Anyway, tomorrow is Record Store Day. Saturday, the store here, classified on the domain in Dundalk, opens at 9am. He'll be open all day, right through till 6 o'clock, if you'd like to call down. He'd love to see you tomorrow. Come and see what he has here. Brilliant albums uh, all over the shop here. And, of course, that's those special releases tomorrow, which uh, many collectors and others will be looking to buy. Neil, continued success to you at Classified. And thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. It was such a wonderful feeling to be with Neil earlier today and in the shop. And if you can remember records, when he used to leaf through them, you'd be turning the albums over one hour after another and you looking for something and you might pick one out then and buy it. I remember those days in Virgin on the Keys in Dublin when I worked there. Here's a question for you. What's the first record you ever bought? The first record you ever bought. Let's talk about vinyl here, be it a single or an album on vinyl. I'd love to hear from you today. Do you remember? Do you still have it? Just tell us about it. We'd love a bit of crack on late lunch this afternoon ahead of Record Store Day. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Don't go anywhere. After the break, you're going to hear mine and Louise's first ever records.
You probably have enough of it at this stage, have you? Yes, that was the first record I ever bought. Middle of the road, chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap. It was in the charts, 1971. And I can still see the little single, Louise. It was a 45 with an orange label on it. And I bought it, I think there was a a business called Ross in Narrow West Street in Drogheda. I think that was the name of the business. Ross, Narrow West Street, That Drogheda. was the record shop. So that was the re- There were records and something else, park records, but I remember going there and there with me little few, Bob, and buying that. And you know something, it meant the world to me. That song, would you believe it, was number one for five weeks in the summer of 71. 71. And, listen to this, 50 records, only 50 records of all time have sold more than 10 million copies. And that, did. Chirpy, chirpy, cheap, cheap. Sold more than 10 million. So it's in the top 50 of all time. Would you believe that? And do you it? know it was still being played about 30 years later in the Hippodrome in Beachmount <laughs> in Navan. And you danced to it, did you? Oh, I bopped that song. It's a great song. I want to say hello to Carl Mulroy and the crew in Wesco. They're great fans of LMFM Radio and I know they're listening there today and Carl's been on to say, Jerry, the, my first one was The Air That I Breed by The Hollies. Oh, what a brilliant, brilliant song. 1970 bought it in Kendall in England on a school trip from the CBS (laughs) good man Carl that is a fantastic one it really is and thanks indeed for getting in touch with lots of people are we've asked you the question what was your first record that you ever bought be a single or an album come on tell us 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text Eamon in Dunboyne WhatsApped us and his was Help Me Rhonda by the Beach Boys in 1966 wow going back then isn't that just amazing mm. but I remember like I remember it, it was touchy feely the singles you remember Top of the Pops you, you, do you remember Top of the Pops yeah yeah I do you know and, and, and you heard Neil there bemoaning it's, it's gone there's no more singles chart really but we used to wait every Thursday Top of the Pops you were glued to the television for the countdown to see mm. what had been number one in the charts that week and of course we had pans people Sure, in Ireland, when there was no such thing as sex in those days, pans people on top of the pops on television. They were dancers. Oh, right. Glamorous women. Hot pants. uh, Oh, hot pants, short skirts, long legs. Louise, (laughs) oh, the sweat was rolling out of us in Catholic Christian (laughs) Ireland. Well, there wasn't such a thing as a woman. You couldn't do anything and there was the curfew and everything was banned. Pans people. And then they were followed by a crowd called Legs & Co. They were the the next, you know... uh, generation of dancers that followed those as well. People, I'm sure the boys out there remember Pan's people, don't they? They sure as hell do. Don't remember them when we were watching it on do Christmas Day. Remember the Christmas Day special? Oh, sure, that's what we watched, Top of the Pops. So, no, we watched it to see what was number one. Seriously, we did. Mm. We wanted to see what was number Christmas one. Christmas number one. And if there was an Irish act on Top of the Pops, sure, we went mad when Lizzie came on with Whiskey in the Jar. Oh, mother of Daniel God. O'Donnell. He was on it. Oh, well, he was years later. But Lizzie, <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie really forged the way for us when they came on. It was fantastic. Did you? Come on, tell us. Louise Walsh, your first ever record. Should I admit this? It's kind of a Kylie show today, isn't it? Um, it was actually Kylie Minogue. I should be so lucky. Ah, Louise, I love you even more. I swear. I actually wanted to be a mechanic at one stage. I had a big poster of Kylie on the back of my door in a mechanic because she was in Neighbours at the time. Oh, and I loved Neighbours. I'd watch it religiously every day and if I was off school, I'd watch the same episode twice because it was on at one o'clock, I think, and then it was on at five. Oh, Kylie. Yeah, I loved it. Where did you buy it? In Discland on Trimgate Street. It in was Nathan. kind of, yeah, it was the record store at the time. It was where you actually got all the, the tickets, concert tickets before it went right. to Joe Tierney's. Okay. You went, used okay. to go to Discland. 
Brilliant. Have you got it? it? There. Is it there? Will you play it for me? Have, yes, Just for me today, it. as an exception. Would you do a Kylie one for me? I don't even like it anymore. Oh, really. come on. Let's hear it. Kylie. vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
Aren't I so lucky this Friday afternoon that Miss Louise Walsh first ever record she bought was Kylie Minogue and I should be so lucky. Hey, you are your nearly sister, Jane your sister was yeah. on to say it was nothing to do with Kylie. Thanks, Martina. No, it was Neve. It was it was <laughs> Neve. Sorry, yeah, it's normally one. Martina. Thanks, Neve. It's all to do with Jason Donovan. She says, Jerry. Now, no, I don't mind that one. It was Jason. She was she was fond of. <laughs> Is that the truth? Um, no, I think it was her that was Jason Donovan fan <laughs> sitting in a hotel in Trim. Now she is listening in. Um, but I did buy the Especially For You, um, Kylie and Jason single. Ah, there you go. Listen to these. Yes, Ross is your right, Jerry. Somebody else was on to say that. It was Ross's shop in Narrow West Street. Uh, my little sister had a fab dolls pram she bought there and they did records as well. Tar and Cement by Joe Dolan, says Marie, played it non-stop. Then I got a gift from a friend, Cliff Richard, the day I met Marie. Rubber Bullets, 10 cc says Nicholas uh, Frank Sinatra Jerry from Marie uh, says uh, it was a Frank Sinatra record she got um, and it was the only one they had uh, Jerry I hope you get Kylie to sign that album someday my first album was Mud's Mud you remember Mud Tiger Feet mm. uh, their greatest hits and I have Mud rock albums signed by all the band members I have about 100 albums in total still thanks uh, for that Richard and so on and so on we've they go one, we've just WhatsApp as well Maureen Carlin her first was Puppy Love by Donny Osmond. Oh. And John from Navin, his first was Dana. All kinds of everything. All kinds of everything. Jerry Highland Shop in Trimgate Street. <laughs> the Eurovision winner. Thank you so much. Record Store Day tomorrow. Check it out. And if you're in the Northeast, give Neil a shout at Classified. He'd be delighted to see you. Up next on Late Lunch, Jim Craven. He was known the, as the Bard of Balregan. Uh, he's a very famous man. He wrote brilliant poetry. He's been acclaimed at home and abroad. And there's a special documentary going out on LMFM Radio on Easter Monday. And it's called Jim Craven, A Dynamic Genius. And we're going to talk to the producer and one of Jim's good friends next. Yes, I want to whet your appetite on late lunch this afternoon. It's Monday week, is uh, Easter Monday, and there's a brilliant documentary going out. It comes once again from the brilliant stable of Little Road Productions and Sarah McCann, and it's called Jim Craven, A Dynamic Genius. And it's at noon on Easter Monday. It goes out here on LMFM Radio. But we're going to talk about it for the next while on late lunch. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show its producer, Chris Nickel, and a friend of the genius himself, Jerry Murphy. You're both welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for joining me. Thanks very much, Thanks, Jerry. Jerry, if I could start with yourself. Yes. You knew this man so well. Oh, I knew this man so well. From the early 60s, um, I we got involved in uh, a ballad club. We formed the, the whole Clancy Makeham thing had started and we got involved with uh, organising a ballad club in Dundalk. And Jim had, at that stage, written uh, a ballad on Christine Keeler and Dr. Stephen Ward. And as you're, the singing pubs were a huge phenomenon at this stage and he would visit several pubs uh, particularly the weekends and we would sing his ballad of Stephen Ward and um, that's how I got to know him originally in, 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 through that and then we became very much uh, friends in left-wing politics um, He was Labour a Labour man Labour wasn't Party he, yeah. we got involved with Prontius Macaniasa who was the candidate in 65 and in that campaign and we had uh, Roddy Connolly, James Connolly, Roddy, sorry, Roddy Connolly's, uh, Jim Con- James Connolly's son, yes. former TD for mm. loud. Roddy came down and canvassed with us for Macanias and a guy called Archie Hearn, who was James Connolly's son-in-law mm. uh, from Belfast. And these were all hard-living 
interesting people, and but very entertaining. And and Jim blended in so well with them, mm. and uh, songs of like the Red Flag and. Joe Hill and this sort of thing, you know, all these the labour. He was very socially aware, wasn't totally he? Totally socially aware. And very and you mentioned politics there. Yes. He abhorred the troubles Absolutely as we call them now, didn't he? Abhorred it. Uh, and spoke out against it and at a very dangerous time. At a very dangerous time. And uh, was threatened and mm. uh, meant nothing to him. Mm. He he just carried on and uh, he was totally fearless in that regard, mm. but he totally abhorred that violence. His talent was immense and more and more of it has come to light sadly since it's all too early passing because I was just looking, he was a young man when he died, he was only in his 45. And it was a a tragic Tragic ending for him. Tragic car accident on a Saturday, terrible terrible way to go. He had uh, had so much going for him, Mm. he really had. Uh, he, He had this uh, sort of creative urge it never stopped mm. um, he, he was writing poetry he was pub drama was something else Jerry that we we done where he would write scripts for us in the local pub in Benny Brady's in Dundalk and every uh, May time we would perform during the May time festival yes and uh, suddenly it evolved and maybe seven eight ten pubs would suddenly do pub drama but the great thing about Jim's was that all his scripts were originals mm. and uh, won this competition several times and he got a great kick out of that. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of ours, Doc Lavery, Doc would have uh, opposition with the Lungy Carols down in Bridge Street and great rivalry yeah. between and only once in seven, 1977 we, we brought uh, Doc, we had a huge transfer fee, I think it would involve four <laughs> pints of Guinness. <laughs> Uh, we got Doc to come and join us. So, and he he was the Lionel Messi of pub drama at that stage. He 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 joined us and and we won the uh, the pub drama. And as Cravens famously said, uh, "Thanks, Doc. Uh, we, we won this twice with you." And Doc said, "No, we only won it once." And he said, "No, we've won it twice. The first and the last. We'll never be found with us again." <laughs> What a brilliant turn of phrase. Let me bring uh, Chris Nickel into the conversation. Chris, you're very welcome to the show, producer of this brilliant documentary. I think it's fair to say, you, you didn't know much about this guy before this came into your path. No, I, I knew nothing. And, and being not from, not only not being from Dundalk, I'm not from Ireland at all. I'm from Canada originally, and so, uh, but, I, but I live in the Dundalk area. So starting this, it was completely from scratch, and I didn't know anything about it but I'd, I'd had a long interest in poetry before so when it when it was handed to me I thought this is great and and once you started interviewing uh, Jerry and, and and others about it you realize the character but also the 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 soft side in the poems themselves and there's a there there's a that sort of feels like part of the char- character of him there's these there's this double sort of person going on there's a soft poetic side and then there's the rambunctious um, pub side and and they fit together in the poetry really beautifully do you feel uh, you know when you're immersed in this and you put all this work in and now the finished project is there that you actually know him you you do you do Although the, 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 I think you know him through the people that yes. you interview, mm. and and so you know, though you get a flavor for for someone else how they describe them and how how their eyes light up during certain stories and that sort of thing, and you begin to get a sense of them. But for I, I suppose for me, 
not having grown up not only during that time but also during the 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 troubles and, and that yeah. and that sort of thing it, for me i get an insight through his poetry and through the people and 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 that's you begin to get a flavor for for what he was going through yeah. as well and and so in that way i i get to know him but I think he's one of these people who, uh, you know, was larger than life. And, you know, one can only imagine those people. Yes, I know what you're saying. Do you, from your vast experience, and you work across many genres in mm. this business as mm. well, this is one string to your bow. Do, do you believe, having having produced this now, that it, when, you, when you think about him, he is one well-deserving of, you know, being brought back. He has been brought back to, like, many years in different ways with his annual commemoration and features and writings on him. But does this, you know, does this sit well? I think so. I think so. And he 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 seems to encapsulate Dundalk. Yeah. And, and um, that is something, you know, uh, obviously, uh, Patrick Kavanagh, Encapsulates, you know, sort of a Monaghan, Inskeen, Monaghan, Inskeen, Monaghan, and and definitely he he encapsulates sort of North Louth in yes. many ways, and 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 the people who who knew him and the people who who have come to know him and come to know his poetry, they have a familiarity. And and when I got uh, Jinx Lennon to read the poems for the documentary, and when he read the poems and he knew of Jim Craven, he you know when we talked about it, he he said, you know what. Uh, he could challenge me if if I thought oh, I think this is the tone. Then he'd say, "Ah, oh, no, no, no. This is that's not the. I think I think you'll you'll find in the Dundalk accent. This is the tone." <laughs> Jinx had the dialect. Absolutely. He had the context. Everything. And I've listened to excerpts of it, and he's brilliant, isn't he? The way he delivers them in his own unique fashion as well. I'm sure there'll be someday. I said it to you before we started that there'll be a special on Jinx as well. That's for sure. Jerry, when y- you reflect on, on this man and his body of work, would you read the little letter you, you brought in there for me? Because I think this is very important to let people understand how well regarded this guy was. Yeah, uh, this arose, Jerry, uh, shortly after Jim died. Uh, my wife Rosie and I were in Listowel and called in to John B. And uh, I had told him that Jim had died and he said, "Ah, uh, oh, that's a pity. And I said, well, we're about to publish uh, a, coll- a collection of his poems. And he said, would you send it on to me? And I did. So this is from 37 William Street, Listowel, Deirdre and Rosalind. A thousand thanks for your thoughtfulness. I truly appreciate the Craven poems. He was a totally dynamic genius. Hope both of you are lovely, etc. Et uh, till we meet again. Uh, that was, uh, and that was sincere praise. What, what year? What year? That was talking? that was two thousand and one. Okay, and obviously, then from that one line you read out, yes. of that that's given the title to For this the, radio absolutely. documentary: Jim Craven, a dynamic genius. You know, Chris was saying there there was the yin and the yang with him. Absolutely. You know, and and is that what made him in essence? Yes, it was. And uh, Chris just reminded me when we when you spoke there about Kavanagh. Uh, Jim's sister, Margaret, uh, had known Kavna's sister. They were both, uh, at that stage, nuns in the Isle of Wight. And uh, Jim uh, decided he was going to, uh, this would have been 64, 65, he was going to go to Dublin and show Kavna his poems. And he invited me to come along with him. So we went uh, t- uh, with a few stops along the way for some courage. Uh, Jim wasn't too keen on the idea of having to confront this man who at that stage was very, very well known. Also been very known as a gruff character who wouldn't be easily approachable. 
But uh, we eventually arrived uh, fortified for this effort and see him walking along the canal. And uh, he said to me, will you give them to him? And I said, no, no, you go and you chew, they're your poems. So he approached Kavna and introduced himself as somebody whose sister knew Kavna's sister. And he handed him the, uh, the poems. And Kavna weighed uh, the poems, which are in a brown paper bag. And he said to him, well, I'll say one thing for it. It has bulk. And Jim was disgusted. <laughs> the idea. So whether Kavanagh ever read the poems or not, I don't know. Yes. But that was typical Kavanagh as well. A court response. Absolutely. You know, was yes. known for. Yes, yes, indeed. His volume of work is extensive, isn't it? It is. And uh, the Biscuit Tin, of course, uh, I mean, his, his for Dan Casey, the late Dan Casey, Professor Dan Casey, who assembled the uh, his, his a lot of his poetry. Uh, and uh, the Biscuit Tin was the famous one. He kept these poems in a Biscuit Tin. And the dedication on his first uh, collection of poems was to his mother, Winifred, who was a wonderful woman the keeper of the biscuit tin <laughs> she preserved all these bits of because he jotted on everything his profession for a while was that he was a rent collector with the urban council in dundalk and the uh, warning notices forms had a blank uh, back page the only printer on one side and a lot of his creative stuff is on the back of these things. <laughs> That's just true. And it was that or uh, cigarette packets, everything. He, 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 he was such a creative character. This inspiration would hit him sitting in a pub, walking along the street. And uh, a lot of the work that he, he would do, he'd go strolling around beautiful area where they live in uh, Balregan outside yeah. Dundalk, a uh, wooded area. And uh, he would stroll and um, this, this stuff would keep coming to him and he'd keep jotting it down. So uh, a lot of work, uh, thanks to his brother Paddy particularly, uh, for assembling it and for Dan Casey who, who yes. uh, done the... And really, uh, really that... Uh, play based on his life and work yes. sometimes the sun screams That's in 2010 right. really brought Jim back into Absolutely. focus as well it was a, and we have to say that to yes. Paddy does anything stand out Chris when, when you think of all the material you've had to deal with the people involved in this does anything jump out of you one thing that will always stick with you about this guy I think the 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 vision uh, his his niece Deirdre who's in the documentary uh, gave and and he just ta- she just talked about how he he was generous even if he wasn't feeling up to it maybe he had a bit too much strength the night before or whatever if the kids would come would rush in he was game to to give them the time of day and 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 be generous in the best way he could and, and probably Jerry kids his kids as well My you know he, he 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 loved kids and also just had endless energy to and and patience I suppose mm. it's fair to say were any of his works published in his lifetime or was yeah. it po- oh sorry yes it was yes yeah well, he well, did well, yeah. He, yeah there were works published in his lifetime uh, there are a couple of collections that he has works in and uh, he um, he was very wary uh, of uh, uh, approaching uh, uh, publishers because he had a bad experience he uh, submitted to the Abbey a play called Island in the Sun uh, in the very early 60s and it was rejected and 
uh, I remember having several conversations with him, very sober conversations, where he felt that um, he'd never make it now because this had been rejected. And I went through the famous people and famous playwrights who had been rejected by the Abbey. And I used to say to him, look, it's a badge of commitment. You've been rejected by the Abbey. Wait till they come crawling for you in a few <laughs> years' time. Oh, man, you, Jerry. You know, but, but he... Uh, he he was very wary after that. Yes. He honestly thought that it was purely a question of submitting this. Suddenly, oh, you're in. Thank you very much. Mm. And, and when that didn't happen, he was... I, I recall particularly um, a good friend of ours who had come back from the States and said, I'll get you published in the States. Mm. And he said, no, I'd be afraid that uh, I wouldn't have control. He yes. wanted control over his uh, mm. output. And um, that that fear was always there. But I'm delighted that uh, the Biscuit Tin, his late beloved mum, and, and pa- the work that Paddy and Dan Casey put in. It's wonderful to have. I mean, that nice of you, Jim, collection mm. is something that I feel will be uh, only appreciated as time goes on. It's the old story of the poet in his own area. Absolutely, absolutely. Boys, I have to leave it there today. Thank you so much for coming in. I want to remind listeners again, we've only whetted your appetite, fair to say, today with the producer and his good friend uh, for this. It's Monday week, Easter Monday, 12 noon here on LMFM Radio. And it's the title is simply brilliant in itself. Jim Craven, a dynamic genius. Could I just remind people, Jerry, that uh, we will have the annual commemoration for Jim on Sunday the 28th of April at 10 o'clock mass in Bridgerton Church. And everybody Everybody welcome. is more than welcome. Absolutely. Congratulations to you all and uh, to Sarah McCann as well and to you, Chris Nicholas, the producer. Well done to you and thank you, Jerry, for joining me on the Thanks show. Very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. You will love this one, Jerry. My first record was Kylie album and 20 years later met the lady herself in Dublin and got my picture taken with her. Um, I think, Jerry, you were at, at that Aphrodite show that night also. Christopher from Carlingford. I'd say, Jerry, you would love to kill Christopher. <laughs> I've just lost the will to live. <laughs> Christopher. He might send you a picture of Oh, my God. I was at that Aphrodite <laughs> show. It was absolutely marvellous. Listen to all of these. It's gone wild. You and me and a dog named Boo. Do you remember that when I played it over and over again, says a listener. Uh, Jerry, you're right. Jackie Ross, originally from Carrick, had the record shop on West Street in Drogheda and Chirpy Chirpy Cheap Cheap was played at the Teenage Hops in 71 all over the place. That comes in from Hugh and the dog. Thank you, Hugh. Jerry, my for- first 45 was Gene Pitney, 62. Something's got on hold of my heart, says Pat in Navin. Only M, Rivers of Babylon from Barry McHugh and so on they go. Have you more there? I just have, uh, oh, Michelle Howard. Yeah. Hers was Pass the Duchy. On the left hand side. Musical youth, Michelle. Oh my God almighty. They're coming out of the woodwork now all over the place. Do you think Louise at a future date, somebody will be on a radio show somewhere and they'll say that my first record was Girls Allowed and Promise? You never know. Well, let's hear it.
Staying with sport for a moment, Drogheda United are celebrating their centenary this year in 2019 and with this in mind there will be a substantial exhibition taking place to celebrate the centenary in the Drogheda Museum in Millmount in the autumn of the year and with this in mind they're asking people if you have any old photographs of uh, stories of Drogheda United, memories or whatever, going back to the formation of the club some people may have and especially the time in the 40s and 50s when they were a junior club, they're looking to hear from you. If you have a photograph, an old jersey, a write-up, anything like that, tomorrow in Millmount Museum, they'll be there in Millmount tomorrow from 10 to 12 to talk to you. So if you want to be involved in this big exhibition, tomorrow's the day to come along and let them know. 10 to 12 Millmount Museum in the Governor's House. They'll scan your photograph record your stories, photograph the memorabilia and give it back to you. They don't want to hold on to it, but they will look after it for you tomorrow and give it back to you then. But it'll form part of that big exhibition in the Drogheda Millmount Museum happening in the autumn of this year. Jerry just wanted to say City Breaks to Birmingham becoming very popular, I'd say, in the coming months. Do you think Sandra will be here talking about them next time around? I'd say, and I'd say maybe especially for kind of a ladies weekend away. Why? Uh, Because it's the biggest pennies in the world opened I saw there yesterday. That all right. Is it the biggest in the world? Seemingly, yeah. Yeah, and it's um it's fantastic. It has water fountains, charging points, <laughs> and even recycling areas for shoppers. And it's five floors in height and it's a hundred and sixty thousand square feet. Massive altogether. Isn't that funny that pre mark pennies are expanding and yet you have the like of Debenhams that the sixty tours are gonna go. Some get it right, some are thriving in the current environment. Do you like pennies yourself? Are you a fan? Love pennies and I'm like everybody. You go into pennies for a pair of tights and you spend 200 quid. <laughs> you come out with bags of stuff that you may or may never oh, wear again. We have a lot of pennies fans in our crew as well. I'll tell you a little one. Went to Boston a couple of years ago and their signature stores in Boston in the States. They opened oh, there right. as well pre-mark and Miriam said I want to go. Well I said if I didn't go to it back home I'm not going to it here. So You've never been? No. Have you ever been to Pennies? Don't think I Never. have. Never. No. 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 Why? No, no, no. I just, what, what would I need to go for? <laughs> they have everything. Earbuds. <laughs> Clothes, you name it. I've never been. That's the truth. I've never been. But there you go. Good luck to them. They're flying. They're absolutely flying. And and like to make the break over there in Birmingham, second biggest city in the UK as well. Fair juice to them. They have the right model and it works. And I know that's just me. I just haven't gone. They even have Mickey Mouse pancakes. Do they? Yeah. You can make them. You made Mickey Mouse pancakes at Pancake (laughs) Tuesday, didn't you? Mickey Mouse food, full (laughs) stop. <laughs> you did, and I remember that. See the way I remember that? I remember some things. I'm useless with a lot of things. Look at this still coming to us on the the first record ever. I got you, babe. Sonny and Cher says Martin Dixon. Wizard, see my baby jive. He still has it, says Albert. He was 16 at the time. Uh, I'm just picking from these. There's loads of it. Make it big by wham, says Jane. Uh, Gisbert says Hellraiser by the sweet. Oh, I remember that one myself. Brian Fox, Mama Mia, Abba, Tara Larkin, Shadow. Up your face. Do you remember that? I remember one? that. What's the matter, you? And there was a great one. Sarah Ayres, the Human League. Don't you want me, baby? Yes, a big one there, oh. and so on and so on they go. It's was a there ever a way to fix them if they got scratched? No records. Yeah, no, no, right. no. You're in trouble. You're if you get a bad scratch, you really have to mind them and take care of them, or else it it it'd skip. Do you remember them skipping on yeah. the on the turntable and that as well? But uh, they're just, they're lovely. You know, this thing about, I have my music in the iCloud, it's stored here. You can keep it. 
and, and you know here's the fella that's saying it hasn't gone near a record in years but there was something special about a record about a vinyl record or a single to have it and play it and hold it there is something really different about it and it is coming back it really is it's coming back big time anyway coming back with us this week after a short absence is the communications manager with Boyle Sports we're previewing the weekend sport with Leon Blanche next long haired lover from Liverpool <laughs> Jimmy Osmond they keep coming first record somebody bought there anyway let's turn to sport to finish up the week as usual communications manager with Boyle Sports Leon Blanche is on the line afternoon Leon good afternoon Jerry. how are you I'm good there's only one show in town well there's more but there's one big show in town Masters Golf 6 under Deschambeau and Kopka 5 under Mickelson 4 under Poulter and Dustin Johnson and 3 under and the rest there's a gather of them there what are the punters saying today yeah, look, I mean, Brooks Kepke is the slight favourite, as you said, he's joint leader at the moment, six under par. He's the nine to two favourite at the moment. Um, my own selection, who I backed, and thankfully he had a good first round, is DJ Dustin Johnson, four under par. He's available at six to one. Bryson DeChambeau, seven to one. And as you said, Phil Mickelson, what an unbelievable round by lefty. He's five under, so he's only one off the lead, available at 12 to one. And John Ram. And the Spanish player, he's three under at 11 to one. But look, as you and I both know from watching the Masters, especially a lot can change, especially from day two and day three. But I do feel the likes of Johnson, Kepke, and even looking at the likes of Ricky Fowler, who's on two under par, I think the big names are always there or thereabouts when it comes into the final day on Sunday. But really looking forward to the weekend's action. Of course, it hasn't been great for the two Irish players. Shane Lowry going to really struggle to make the cut. And of course, Rory McIlroy with those back-to-back bogeys on 17 and 18, he finished one over par. So look, let's see how they get on today. You haven't mentioned the Tiger, Leon. Oh, the, t- <laughs> the Tiger. Look, wouldn't it be great, Jerry, if he could come back and roll back the years? And in fairness to him, like he finished, what did he finish? Two under par Two under, yesterday. Yeah. Mm. He probably missed a couple of chances. He I did. could have put him maybe four or five under. But look, the Tiger, if he's in there, uh, come Sunday, he'll scare off a couple of challengers because just his presence on the final day, if he's in one of the final groups, it will be great to see. Yeah, long way to go. Three more rounds and uh, Poulter has just teed off as we speak and great TV to be watched over the weekend. Watch this space. Let's turn to soccer at home this evening and Dundalk, after a surprise defeat uh, to St. Patrick's Athletic last week, are on the road again tonight. They're in the West and Sligo, but Sligo struggling. Sligo really struggling and I suppose after the defeat which was a little bit of a surprise for Vinnie Perth's men you probably couldn't have picked a better opposition to try and bounce back to winning ways and I fully expect the Lily Whites to claim all three points as the odds suggest Dundalk are 1-3 Sligo are as big as 10-1 to and the draw here is 7-2 I really feel Jerry formed the Shamrock Rovers are in at the moment I think they're going for seven straight wins on the bounce nothing but a win for Dundalk it's a must-win game. They cannot lose any more ground in this title race. Absolutely. Now, Drogheda have surprised a lot of us because we've been talking each week and now they're only a point off the lead. They've put three wins on the bounce together. They have big visitors tonight in Shelburne who've spent heavily to go up. Shelburne have spent heavily. They were the anti-post favourites in terms of winning Division 1 and going up to the Premier Division. But it's been a great run of games for Drogheda. As you rightly said, they've got nine from nine. This is a massive game. Shells bounced back uh, with a victory last week against Bray, but the odds are very, very close indeed. Drogheda 13 to 8, Shelbourne at 6 to 4, and the draw here is 23 to 10. It would be a massive statement of intent 
if Drogheda could get a home victory and that might just be the deciding factor they're playing at home so hopefully they can make it 4 out of 4 in the league Now the Premier League is in uh, the final furlong at this stage about 5-6 games to go and Sunday is the big day across the water first up Crystal Palace and Manchester City do you fancy City for this one? You know, I just don't know because it's going to be very interesting to see what type of team uh, Pep Guardiola puts out because there's no doubt in my mind they've got a huge second leg Champions League game against Tottenham Hotspur Mm. on the Wednesday night and I think if you offered Pep or the owners or even maybe the players at Man City which competition would they want to win the Champions League or the Premier League I think they'd probably go with the Champions League so this is amazing Jerry. five years ago almost to the weekend there was the same set of fixtures. Man City travelled to Palace after Liverpool played Chelsea. This weekend, City travelled to Palace first. Yeah. I don't know. Palace have already beaten Man City this season in the Premier League. So they've got 39 points. They won't be afraid of City. And as I said, I just feel Guardiola will rest some of the star players. I don't think Aguero will play. It's going to be very interesting to see that he start Kevin De Bruyne, who was... I couldn't believe it when he left him out of the starting eleven against Spurs during the week. But I don't know. Will he be back in Man City at three to ten? They're very short. Palace are nine to one, and the draw here, which every Liverpool fan would love, is a nine to two chance. Interesting odds there. And finally, Liverpool Chelsea. They slipped up in that famous match you mentioned a few years ago when the title was theirs. Are they going to slip up on Sunday against Chelsea? Oh, I don't know. It's going to be one hell of a game. It's the second part, as I said, of that double header. But Liverpool at the moment, I think they're just getting the job done. Even against Southampton, Shane Long had a chance to make it 2-0. He missed. Liverpool went down and won the game. They were playing against Spurs. They were good in the first half. They were pretty dreadful in the second half, but they got the job done. They're four to six favourites. Chelsea are nine to two. And the draw here is three to one. I think everyone knows if Liverpool can stop Eden Hazard... I think they'll probably claim all three points. In terms of winning the Premier League, Liverpool are six to four second favourites at the moment. Man City are the eight to fifteen favourites to win back to back league titles. But I'll tell you what, Jerry, I just have a feeling this Sunday it could all change. We might see Liverpool as favourites come around seven o'clock Sunday night. Leon, lovely to talk to you as usual. See you next week at a finding Sunday in the Premier League. Thanks a million. Anyway, that's almost our lot on Late Lunch for this uh, week and this Friday. Big thank you to you for joining us every day in the show. To all our guests this week, thanks a million. And of course to my wonderful producer, Louise Walsh. Thanks, Louise. Couldn't do this without you every single day. I want to finish with a very special request because if you cast your mind back to Christmas time, this woman uh, produced the best Christmas pudding in the Northeast. Her name is Betty McHugh and herself and her family joined us in the studio and we had a lovely chat on the day. Well, this is for you, Betty, and your husband, Hugh, and it comes from your family. It says, today is a big day for two special people, Jerry. A half a century ago today, they promised their unconditional love to each other throughout their married life. They acted as absolute role models for their four children, Gillian, Barry, Michelle and Mark, the two sets of twins. They lovingly brought into this world and continue to look after right up to this day. Thank you both so much for all your love throughout the years and the love you continue to show us still and also to your precious grandchildren Emily, Keen, Beth, 
Ben, Beth, Adam and Darren and of course your beautiful first great grandchild oh my god Molly and Mammy Katie have a wonderful day and may uh, the both of you enjoy the celebrations over this coming weekend Hugh and Betty you're one in a million from all your family and your children grandchildren and great grandchildren from people near and far your sons-in-law Alan, Tom and daughters-in-law Una and Tara let's celebrate the 50 golden years lovely lovely and we want to be associated with those remarks as well and finish late lunch this day with a song just for you Betty and Hugh yes it's Beverly Craven and promise me which you did 50 years ago see you Monday for late lunch half one FM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmac Cross Credit Union, where a student loan can help you finance your further education. Call to Cartmac Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or cartmaccrosscu.ie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.